Thanks for joining us on this podcast. Today we're going to discuss are you an employee or an independent contractor and why you should care. Over the past couple of decades there's been a clear shift away from traditional employment and towards people acting as independent contractors or freelancing. But working out when you are genuinely a contractor and when you're still seen by the law as an employee is no easy task. Whether the law sees you as an employee or an independent contractor has an impact on a number of important aspects of your working life. On the flip side, if you're an employer, understanding who are your employees is equally important as it will dictate the extent of your responsibilities. So who is an employee? Generally, an employee is someone who is employed by a business to provide their labour. Employees can be employed on a permanent, casual or fixed-term basis, working either full-time or part-time hours. Employees owe duties of fidelity and good faith to their employers. Different government rules have expanded the categories of people who fall within the definition of an employee. For example, people providing services principally for their labour, even on a very short-term contract basis, are considered employees for things like workers' compensation purposes. Who is an independent contractor and how is this different to being an employee? An independent contractor is a person who contracts to others to provide their services and to achieve a particular result or complete a particular project. A contractor is different to an employee because the contractor must run their own independent business separate from the person who engages them. For that reason, a contractor can service many different clients, often at once, and can advertise their services to the public at large. The question to be asked when determining whether someone is an independent contractor or an employee is, in performing their work, is that person working in and for their own business rather than as part of someone else's business. So what are the benefits of being an employee? There are a number of benefits to being an employee, primarily under a range of state and federal legislation designed to protect workers and their safety. These include unfair dismissal and unlawful termination protection, minimum pay rates, minimum workers' conditions, leave entitlements, no personal liability if there is a defect in your work, and cover by relevant workers' compensation schemes if you're injured or ill at work. What are the benefits of being a contractor then? There are both economic as well as personal benefits to being an independent contractor. A lot of people enjoy the sense of freedom and personal responsibility of contracting. Productivity often increases and stress can be decreased, at least initially. At law, by default, you own your own intellectual property unless the contract says otherwise. You have potential tax benefits, although the personal services income rules under the tax legislation may negate some or all of these benefits. There's potential to be paid more on a per project basis, plus you get the benefits of your own efficiency. You're independent, you can have flexible working hours and working locations, and ultimately you might end up creating your own business and branding, which can later be sold. So if you run a business and want to engage someone to provide services, how do you know if that person is an employee or a contractor? There's no fixed test to decide whether a worker is properly classified as an employee or a contractor. All the elements of the relationship and features of the worker need to be considered. Even if you call the person an independent contractor, they may still be an employee and vice versa. The following factors need to be taken into consideration. Control of performance of the work. 
employees are subject to the ultimate authority of their employers about how they must perform their work, whereas contractors get to make their own decisions about how they work to achieve the relevant outcome. Control of working conditions. Employees have to perform work when and where the employer requires, whereas contractors have much greater flexibility. For example, they can work from home and they might work outside normal business hours. Risk. Employees bear no risk for any defect in their work because the risk lies with the employer, whereas contractors will generally bear the risk of their work and will generally need to take out professional indemnity insurance. Separate business. Employees perform work in the course of and as part of their employer's business, whereas contractors are running their own independent business with their own accounts and expenses, and therefore can accrue goodwill within their business. Contract for a fixed project. Employees are employed on an ongoing basis, whereas contractors are often engaged to achieve a particular result or work on a particular project. Delegation of work. Employees may delegate work to colleagues in certain instances, but are not responsible for payment of those colleagues for the delegated work, whereas contractors who delegate or subcontract work will have to attend to payment of the third party. Provision of equipment to perform work. Employees will be provided with the tools and equipment necessary to perform their work by the employer, whereas contractors will often have to provide their own equipment at their own cost. Exclusivity of services. Employees are often required at common law to exclusively serve their employer, whereas contractors have no obligation of exclusivity and can market their services to the wider public. Invoicing and payment for services. Employees are usually paid regularly on an ongoing basis, whereas contractors must invoice for their work. Contractors should therefore have their own ABN and may need to charge GST if their turnover exceeds the relevant threshold. Requirement to wear a uniform. Employees are commonly required to wear uniforms branded with their employer's name or logo, whereas contractors cannot be made to wear a uniform or of another business because it is inconsistent with the contractor running your own business. I'm a business owner. Is there a difference for me if someone is an employee or a contractor? Yes, there certainly is a difference for the employer. Some of these differences include PAYG withholding obligations. You must withhold and remit tax on behalf of employees under the PAYG withholding scheme, but no similar obligation exists for payments to genuine independent contractors. Payroll tax. If you pay wages which are liable to payroll tax over the relevant state monthly threshold, you must register for payroll tax. If you then have, annual, if you then have an annual wages bill of over the annual threshold, and you must actually pay payroll tax for that year. The amounts paid to a true independent contractor are generally not included as wages for payroll tax purposes. Superannuation. You must pay the superannuation guarantee, which is currently 9.5%, to your employee's superannuation fund on their behalf. Contractors must make their own superannuation contributions. Payment for leave. Your employers are entitled to receive payment for leave, including sick leave, annual leave and long service leave. Contractors do not have an entitlement to leave. Workers' compensation cover. You're responsible for taking out insurance against loss caused by injuries sustained by your employees in the course of their employment. Contractors are required to take out their own insurance. I'm worried about getting it wrong. Is there any free advice available to me?
The ATO provides an online tool for businesses to determine whether they ought to pay somebody as an employee, including making PAYG withholdings, or whether they can treat them as a contractor. Businesses can rely on the results of using this tool, meaning that the ATO will not enforce any penalties, provided that the questions are answered accurately. The ATO website also provides a superannuation guarantee decision tool that businesses can use to determine whether they need to pay SGC, or the 9.5% super, for particular workers. For payroll tax liability purposes, the relevant state revenue office websites often provide a questionnaire for you to determine whether a worker is an employee or a contractor for the purposes of assessing payroll tax. For example, in South Australia, the Revenue SA website provides a relevant contractor decision tool. If you rely on the results of this tool and still get it wrong, you won't be charged the penalties and interests that would ordinarily be imposed. You should also speak to the relevant workers' compensation scheme to determine if you must register to cover your employees. My boss has terminated me as an employee so that he can rehire me as a contractor. Can he do this? Short answer is no. This is known as a sham contracting arrangement because you should actually be treated as an employee. You're entitled to bring an unfair dismissal claim against your employer through the Fair Work Commission, formerly Fair Work Australia. I provide work to a business through a labour hire agency. Am I an employee of that business? No, you're not. No employment relationship is taken to exist if your services are not directly engaged. However, it is possible that you're an employee of the agency itself. As a business owner, what are the potential penalties for me if I fail to properly classify somebody as an employee? If you treat someone as a contractor, when they're properly classifiable as an employee, there are a number of consequences, most of which can be pretty expensive. Taxation. If you fail to withhold PAYG for a worker, the Commissioner of Taxation has strong powers to seek recovery of that amount should, should it be withheld. The Commissioner must first notify you in writing of their reasonable estimate of the amount that should have been remitted and can then commence recovery proceedings. You will also be charged interest on the amount that should have been paid. Superannuation. You will have to pay any unpaid SGC for a worker that ought to have been classified as an employee. There will also be interest and penalties imposed. Pay and leave entitlements. You will be liable to pay the worker an amount equal to what they would have received under the National Employment Standards or the relevant modern award including back pay for leave entitlements that would have ordinarily accrued during that period of employment. Workers' Compensation If you fail to register for the relevant state workers' compensation scheme, there can be significant financial penalties per worker. For late payment of premiums, you may also be subject to significant fines as well as interest charges. Payroll Tax Any payroll tax liability that would have otherwise been incurred will be payable, together with interest and penalties once again. Fair Work Prosecution Fair Work Inspectors can seek the imposition of penalties for sham contracting arrangements. You could also be exposed to unfair dismissal claims through the Fair Work Tribunal. For help working out whether you or someone providing you services is an employee or an independent contractor, please call us on 1300 654 590.